I just hope that uh, maybe people will think a little differently about nature when they read this and feel inspired to create their own stories. You don't have to get lost in a bush <laughs> to, and have an adventure. Maybe you just plant some native prairie plants on your balcony or you just take note of some of the flowers on your walk. But um, Or head to your cousin's village in Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> Our moms have a mutual cousin, Carol. Our babas have a mutual friend, Pearl. And we have a mutual love, Ukrainian dance and culture. I'm Hannah. I'm Caitlin. And this is C, the Ukrainian dance and culture podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. This is going to really throw some people off, but I am the only host today. I'm the only one hosting C today. We are missing Caitlin. She's not hosting because she's a guest. <laughs> Great welcome, intro. Welcome to the podcast, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so the reason we're doing this, I guess we should tell people, we are not doing a reverse interview like other episodes. I will be asking Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin questions. <laughs> Caitlin questions. Because Caitlin just released her book, and it is called Planted. It's a reprint of a book that she published five or seven years ago. Five. Five, okay. I'm doing okay. (laughs) And um, yeah, she just reprinted it, and now she currently has um, copies available. And I just wanted to chat with her, and I really just wanted her to share with our audience the things she works on outside of C because C is not our life <laughs> contrary to popular belief this is not the only thing we do I know shocking so just like we do with our other interviewees yeah yeah that's I, what you I, say. you're the interviewer I'm the interviewee yes. uh you can tell I'm not very seasoned <laughs> at this uh we'll do a little rapid fire round First plant you learned to forage. Oh, God. <laughs> rapid, Caitlin, rapid. Uh, to forage specifically, not even to identify. I was going to say like poison ivy to identify. That sounds oh, like... Oh, that was my next question. Oh, gosh. Okay, hold on. To, You're to a bad forage. interviewee. <laughs> and this is a hard rapid fire. To forage. I'm going to say... This is... Um, this is... People Just are gonna, guess. I'm going to say choke cherries. Oh, yeah. Your favorite plant to look at. You know... I'm just going to give a pretty generic one. It's it's actually any seedling. I absolutely love the joy of seeing a little sprouting plant. So any plant when it's tiny, tiny, tiny. I love that answer. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and if you saw Caitlin's balcony in the spring, it's literally just full of red solo cups of the little <laughs> seedlings. So that that's great. Any actually her windowsill is not her balcony. Um, your favorite plant to eat or not plant it can be whatever you call a mushroom okay good thanks for that <laughs> did i answer for you yeah. honey mushrooms harvested from my parents next to their house they have uh in the forest there there's lots okay so that wasn't really rapid but those are all the questions i had for you those were good sorry i wasn't very rapid but those were some hard hidden questions <laughs> okay i'll go easier on you next time you publish a book i'll okay. think of some easier questions what's your favorite font garamond nice <laughs> favorite font size 
uh, depends if I'm just editing myself, like 12, if I'm doing an interview and I like to have it bigger up on my screen, uh, like if I'm interviewing someone, I like it like a 16 and then I minimize like zoom out a bit so I can have multiple windows up, but it's still nice and big. <laughs> and last but not least, favorite color of paper to read? Uh, I don't like the off-white or white. Nice. Good. Good work. <laughs> and that's the end of our interview. <laughs> Just kidding. Thanks for having me. Okay. So now that we kind of warmed you up thinking about plants and mushrooms, that's your favorite, <laughs> and books. <laughs> Tell us about Planted. That's the name of your book. Yes. Did I say that yet? Yeah, you did. It's okay. called Planted Stories from Manitoba's Natural World. So it's a creative nonfiction book or narrative nonfiction book uh, where I share the experiences of eight people who are inspired by nature and have stories to tell because of it. And so these are true stories that read sort of like short stories. And uh, there's stories of survival, stories of healing through nature, stories of self-discovery, stories of tradition and traditional medicine. And it's all just sort of a, a reminder of the importance of protecting nature and, um, yeah, caring for the land. Nice. Really nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm not being sarcastic. People always say, are you being sarcastic? I'm not. That's really nice. Um, and so you first wrote this book five years ago. Yes. Tell us, like, tell us why you wrote it five years ago and now why you reprinted it mm-hmm. five years later. So I, five years ago, 2017, I graduated from Red River College in Winnipeg and I majored in journalism. And one of our final projects or the final project we had to do was, uh, it was like, yeah, we had to do this major project. Some people chose to put on events or host fundraisers or make like websites or something. And I decided to do a book. And so... Yeah, so was there a requirement for school? Yeah, that was why I initially did it, is for that. Um, and I self-published it, printed it in Winnipeg, and uh, my sister, Reina, did drawings for the book, and then my sister-in-law helped me out with some of the design and everything, so we, we all did it ourselves. And then, so that was five years ago. And I reprinted it this year, and proceeds from each book are going toward Ukraine and relief in Ukraine. I think like many people in February when when the full-scale invasion started, I felt so hopeless, so many feelings. We have talked about this before. Feeling helpless, feeling um feeling like you want to do more, feeling guilty because I couldn't bring myself to do more. I see um I saw people say putting out fundraisers or whatever, doing all they can to help. And uh, even sharing information is so important. Talking about the war is so important. But I also know that a big part uh, that can help Ukraine win this war is through raising money uh, for so they can fund, fund what they need to protect themselves and to uh, care for themselves. And so on March 2nd, I was tidying my home and the all of a sudden I just thought like why not reprint the book a few people had asked me for copies and I didn't have any more copies uh yeah they wanted it for gifts or something and so here I am I thought why don't I reprint this book I already have like this content here people wanted it um but I wasn't 
I kind of, I knew I also wanted to do some updates to it. Like I, I did want to re-release the book, but I just didn't have this push to do it before. And so when I knew that I could really help and raise money, that was the motivation I needed to actually get the work done. And so I said, this idea came to me on March 2nd, which just so happened to be the exact date since I had my uh, book launch five years ago. Oh, really? And it was like, and I... It, it didn't put that together until afterward. And even I had told a friend about the idea that day. And she said, oh my gosh, like I just picked up your book without, like I haven't looked at it for a while. I just picked it up and moved it to the coffee table. And like, anyways, just all these little synchronistic things, just like, yeah, it, it just felt like right. And once I, once I started working on this, I just dedicated so much time to doing it and so um, just felt really right and felt really good to do and felt good to put my energy into that knowing that um, it'll be raising money. I did do some updates from the original version. Uh, I wrote a new introduction that kind of explains a bit about my connection to Ukraine, why I'm doing this um, and why my love of nature is so inspired or because of my Ukrainian culture and like Ukrainians are so connected to nature and plants. And yeah, it's a bit about that. And then I also um, have some new drawings in it from my sister and a couple updates to chapters throughout, but mainly one chapter. Uh, I, I talked with the person who I interviewed again to give some updates. So this is for the story for summer. It's uh, I talked with Lindsay and in 2015, her infant daughter passed away in a car crash that she was in with Lindsay. And uh, Lindsay and her daughter, they loved spending time in nature. And um, yeah, they just, Lindsay is such an outdoors person and really loves nature. And when her daughter passed away, she found a lot of healing through nature and found ways to connect to her daughter just by being outside. Like uh, when her daughter, Summer is her name, um, when there was a time she said about they went to the zoo one day and this butterfly stayed on her the whole time when she was there and butterflies just always seem to be a reminder of summer for Lindsay and so when uh, Lindsay had told me the story of after summer had passed away Lindsay was having a really tough time one day in particular and she just went out into nature and she said like Summer, like, I need to see you. Show me a sign. I just need this support. And then all of a sudden, she was surrounded by a swarm of butterflies. And as quickly as they came, they left her. And she just knew, like, that was Summer. That was her showing, like, showing her that she has the strength. And uh, so she has a few instances where she just had these really beautiful moments of connection in nature. When I wrote the chapter originally, I talked about, I said how Lindsay was ready to create life again. And so now, five years later, I knew she had a son and I wanted to sort of give an update on on where Lindsay is at now because I had said she wanted to have another child. And also I see her and her son out in nature all the time. They're always foraging for mushrooms and out fishing and everything. So I talked with her again about um, how she continues to feel connected to summer through nature and how she is sharing this love of nature with her son. So that was the one chapter that I updated the most. Um, and then some of the other ones, I just gave some updates throughout like the last chapter about native prairies. Uh, John Morgan told me, sort of just brought up his 
story to 2022 sort of a thing. Um, so you update the stories. Going back five years ago, what was like, besides having to do this for school, uh, what was there some sort of inspiration that put you on this track? Did you always know you wanted to write a book for your end of year project? Or like, how did this come about? I think in life in general, I always wanted to write a book. Um, so I have a science background, just like Hannah. Mm-hmm. I have a bachelor of science, <laughs> and I knew I knew I, I haven't written a book yet. <laughs> it's coming. It's yeah. coming. Um, so okay, so I have a background in science, but I re- then I studied writing, and I really like yeah, I really liked writing. I wanted a way to combine the two. Um, I found like when I was in studying science, I found that there was often a disconnect between people and the say the scientists and the reason they were doing things and this is a generalized statement this doesn't apply to everyone but just in my experience I often saw that um, these people were doing science but not really knowing why and then in general uh, or like the public I also saw people enjoying nature and using it and stuff, but not realizing the importance of protecting nature so they continue, can continue having these stories and um, adventures out in nature. And so, yeah, I saw this sort of disconnect and I knew I wanted to do something along those lines. Always wanted to write a book, so that. And then um, I, for the story that like inspired this whole thing was Nadia's. It's the first story in the book. And she is my, the aunt of my godmother. And so I had heard this, like I had heard about this one in real time when it was happening. Um, so Nadia was out mushroom picking. Don't give it away. I, I'm not giving everything away. <laughs> but I got to say something, okay, okay, don't fine. I? Yeah, She's out yeah. mushroom picking. Yeah. And hey, just read a news article about That's it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> She's out mushroom picking and uh, she got separated from her picking party. And it's, a, it's her story of survival. And uh, she spent a couple of days out in the woods in near Stead, Manitoba. Um, so, yeah, so I had heard this story and when it was actually happening and then afterwards and everything. And so I really, I thought she was so interesting. So I had this idea and I was, yeah, I had all these things floating above and how did I want to present this? I knew I really wanted to do her story. What else do I do? I don't really know. And I think just talking, I remember actually talking with my brother um, and just, uh, like saying, I have this story, what else can I do? And all, all of a sudden we came up with the idea, like do a book, include it in a little story of it. So, uh, that's sort of how that came to be. Nice. Again, that's all I got to <laughs> say. Nice. <laughs> okay. Now I feel like I'm like working, my questions are like working backwards in time. So we like talked about <laughs> reverse interview <Yeah>. new style. <laughs> yeah. We're going back in time because we talked about like your reprint of the book kind of like right now. And then five years ago when you're still in Crecom. So you said that you were like noticing this disconnect between science and um, like the enjoyment of nature. Is that when you that's not when you had a connection with nature. Like that's not when your connection to nature started. I don't think. I think I know you better than that. <laughs> so when did you realize that you love nature, that you were getting something from it? Like, what? tell us that. Tell me. <laughs> I have a really outdoorsy family. We would always go camping, have vivid memories of going critter dipping, you know, with a little, like, um, 
mesh strainer on the end of a stick and just going and looking what's in the ditch and stuff. And my family gardened all the time. My Baba and Gigi were gardeners. And like my grandparents, my Baba and Gigi, who are Ukrainian, um, they would like, they foraged for mushrooms like Pidpenki um, and would go like, yeah, berry picking and everything. And so I think through that, it was just yeah, definitely family influenced it. So I started to study science. I knew I really liked, yeah, I liked biology and that sort of a thing. But then I did, I also got sort of too caught up in um, the like scientific stuff and not seeing like the beauty of it all. Um, and, and for whatever reason, the turning point was when I learned about mushrooms and the life cycle of mushrooms. I think because they they're, they actually have a lot more similarities to animals than plants, which I found really interesting, like uh, fungi. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know when I, and I didn't even like, I didn't even like to eat mushrooms until I learned about them. <laughs> and so even that sort of demonstrated, like once I learned about something, I, uh, once I learned about it, I like had this better appreciation of it. Like and open this whole new world. Yes. That also sort of works in the reverse. All these cool stories of growing up. Yeah. All these cool nature stories. And then when I actually studied it in science, it just, again, made... Incredible. Yeah. More... Mm-hmm. Having both those sides really increased my interest level. Yeah. It's like connecting dots from both ends. Yeah. Great. Different word. Different word. (laughs) Again, not being sarcastic. (laughs) Really sounds like I am, though. Um, I am making this about me now. Me and Caitlin always joke about this, how we, like, talk to each other, and then we just, like, start talking about ourselves. Okay, back to me. (laughs) Okay, back to me now. So in this interview, (laughs) back to me. Um, I read Planted for the first time on the plane home from Ukraine. You gave me a copy the first time we were in Ukraine, like the first time we actually hung out as pals. <laughs> and then I read the next printed version just like a couple weeks ago, maybe. And honestly, I felt like I was reading a different book. And I know it's like, yes, there are updates, but it felt like because I have grown as a person and I've had different experiences and like kind of this thing about connecting the dots, even though my science degree is far behind me and that's not what changed in my life over the two times I read the book. I think just like different appreciation for different things and I'm at a different point in my life right now than when I read it last time and it was so good. Thank you. That's sort of my dream when I hear people can find something in what I write. Also, like this isn't to say anything about my writing. It's to say (laughs) something about these people's stories. Like they are amazing. And then of course in this version of the book the second version the connection with ukraine the preface was very emotional for me and i'm sure for a lot of people who are connected to ukraine and anyone basically who knows you and how much it means to you um yeah just a lot of very hard <laughs> we're both like staring into each other's eyes and basically almost crying just a lot of heartfelt words and knowing where the proceeds of the book are going um and then also knowing your background of how so much of your Uh, love for nature comes from your Ukrainian culture and your Ukrainian roots it's like full like a full circle moment and unfortunately the war has to get in there but um yeah just appreciating and celebrating and sharing our culture like through this Mm -hmm. through nature 
yeah, there are so many connections in Ukrainian, like in the in the different stories as well, and like songs and so many different connections. Um, that I mean, I just I say some things in just like a couple sentences, but yeah, it's, nature is clearly so important to Ukrainian culture as mm-hmm. well. Are there any um, nature-related experiences that stand out for you from when you've been in Ukraine? Yeah, um, just, yeah, one that comes to mind is, um, so I was, I went to my family's village. Um, I, I was there a couple times, and then in June of 2018, I spent a night there. Um, and, like, this is, like, okay, it's not, like, exploring nature in the Carpathian Mountains. Yeah. It's in, it's in, it, it was in their village, though. Uh, so their village was near Terebovia, and uh, so my cousin... Not actually my cousin, but yeah. it's my <laughs> distant something, distant but relative. a cousin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, it was the, like, the the nearby town was celebrating their birthday or their big celebration. And so we went out that night and, yeah, we went out that night. He took me to the town. We met up with his friends and everything and just had this, like, most beautiful night of, uh, yeah, just so much fun. It's like a like a town fair with a Ferris wheel and everything, and then we walked to a little town club, which was like when I say club, it's not a club. It's like a little a tiny, room, like a pub, like indoor outdoor. And there's like this huge blazing fire with like techno music in the like parking lot. And uh, at the table, we're sitting around the table. Oh, this isn't even the nature part, but it all leads. It's okay. It's okay. We need we need all of it. Yeah, we're sitting around the table with. Uh, there's like me my cousin his friend and his friends or and like uh his girlfriend and and then there was one empty chair beside us that like people just kept cycling through like what people would come up and like talk catch up with each other ask who this person is like and then it would cycle through then the next person would come and and like yeah we we drove one person there and he was in the chair at first and then he left and then kept rotating and then so we drove someone else home, whoever was in the chair at the end. Yeah, so we're just talking and like, um, I mean, my Ukrainian is not great. <laughs> and uh, I, I, when you're immersed in it and like, especially that day, I felt like my skill level went up by 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but so here we are like trying to talk and stuff and have conversations and uh, I just remember my cousin's friend you know how when people when you don't understand them instead of speaking slowly they just speak louder and louder yeah. like so here he is just like shouting at me and like so fast and I'm just like laughing because like I like that's not helping. helping now you just sound angry at me uh but yeah so we just had this really fun night um and then went to yeah went drove home drove someone home and then went uh, Picked up a couple more drinks from the gas station, sat in like the in the, his, the driveway near his house and just like had that and some snacks and some nectarines or something. And uh, okay, so that was the night. Just so much fun with his friends as well. And then the next morning, um, had the best coziest sleep. And, uh, and the next morning woke up and then my aunt made me uh, breakfast. And then my, I went outside to pick... Uh, berries with my cousin so near their house they had like three different types of raspberries like 
white, pink, and black or something. And um, so we were picking berries all morning. And as as we're picking berries, people are calling him on the phone. They're just like, hey, how's it going? Good. I was out last night with my cousin. Well, my sister, you know how. Yeah, yeah. The, the word for cousin in Ukrainian is like brother or like sister. Yeah, so. Yeah. People would no say, one differentiates. No, no, someone, people, we would meet people and say, they would say, I was with my brother. And we're like, wait, you don't have a brother? And then we would make they that connection. Sec- second brother, yeah. if it's a cousin <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um. So he's like, yeah, I'm just here picking berries with my sister. Uh, yeah, we were out last night. Yeah, this person was there. Whatever. And just like, and then the next person would call and like, yeah, this person, like this, whatever. It was just so fun. And then, and then, uh, then uh, he's talking to one person and then passes me the phone. And it was his friend, <laughs> the one who was like yelling, yelling. at me. Yeah, he's like, so what are you doing? Picking berries. <laughs> How many are there? Uh, like lots. And he's like asking just funny little questions. That was really sweet. And then, yeah, his friend checking in on me and stuff. And then we were finished picking those berries. And then we went to uh, the front yard to pick some cherries. He would like cut down like an entire branch of a tree. And then I would pick the berries off the tree. Aww. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's one little thing that stands out to me of uh, nature. And like, I remember that time. It felt so good to get out into there. Um, and even anytime we were in the cities and stuff, I really liked heading to a park, even if it's just green grass. It felt so good and revitalizing. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely story. <laughs> I mean, like a simple nature story, but like all of the um, details that surround it. Yeah. I don't know. It just brings back a lot of memories. <laughs> just even a raspberry bush yeah (laughs) you're just like oh remember that time i was in the village with my cousin yeah my brother yeah (laughs) Uh, part of the proceeds from this reprint of planted uh is going to ukraine different causes in ukraine for ukraine tell us which ones you've chosen yeah so the book costs 25 dollars and 12.50 is going toward uh, humanitarian aid in Ukraine or to support Ukrainians who have newly arrived uh, in Canada. And so every $750 I raise, I am donating the money to a different place. I'm very just so grateful to everyone who's already bought. So I've already donated it to Ukrainian Patriot. I've donated to um, Cobblestone Freeway Foundation. And right now I'm raising money for Lifeline Ukraine. Um, we can put all of the information of these places so you can learn more. But we actually talked with Cobblest- with Vince from Cobblestone Freeway Foundation um, on one of our episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are supporting people in Ukraine. They're supporting like refugees who have had to leave their cities and homes. And they're supporting artists and musicians. And they're also supporting families and uh of cobblestone freeway tours uh it's a tour company how we got to ukraine went to ukraine and everything um so that's one organization the other one is um ukrainian patriot which lana who we also had on um who does a whole bunch of things Mm -hmm. ukrainian patriot is like it's also totally volunteer run and they are delivering aid to people in ukraine they have a warehouse in poland where they get things shipped uh, two and then they can distribute it from there and they're doing everything you can think of um i'm right now uh lifeline ukraine is a 
mental health support and suicide hotline. Um, it's founded by Paul Nyland, who uh, we met when we were in Ukraine. And yeah, so those are just three places. And I I post about where I'm uh, donating on my website, caitlinvitt.com. And just to give sort of updates on where the money is going. And just to add to that, the, the three um, organizations that you just talked about, I mean... Any vetted, legit organization is great to donate to, but these three that Caitlin just talked about are extra special to her because she either knows the people that are running them or knows some of the people that are benefiting from it. So it's just like that other, that next level of feeling like you are doing something, not feeling like it, like you really are contributing to what we both know are incredible causes that are really actually making a difference. So that's really special. Is there anything else you want to uh, say about Planted or let people know about really anything at all, Caitlin? Maybe it's just something about encouraging people to be in nature, doing what they want in nature. Something inspirational. Yeah, well, you can get the book. You can either send me a message uh, or you can go to my website and you can order a copy there. Um, I can send it. You can, anywhere you want or if you're in Winnipeg you can pick it up from me but even though they're Manitoba stories I think they're pretty people will be able to relate to them like I mean nature in Canada is <laughs> lots of the same plants throughout I just hope that uh, maybe people will think a little differently about nature when they read this and feel inspired to create their own stories you don't have to go on and you don't have to get lost in a bush <laughs> to, and have an adventure maybe you just plant some native prairie plants on your balcony or you just take note of some of the flowers on your walk but um or head to your cousin's village in ukraine head to your cousin's village in ukraine <laughs> yeah but yeah no i i know for me it's just like when i'm out even when i'm with my house plants it's just that like breath of fresh air that goes through you and just fills you right up and I hope others can experience that as well and maybe um yeah feel inspired when they read this book thanks so much for being on the other side no you're still on the same side of the microphone but being on the other side of the podcast today um I'm really glad we did this and I'm excited for people to hear all about planted and um, something else that you're passionate about but somehow everything intersects and all the dots are connected even though this is about Ukrainian dance and culture <laughs> truly the everything like I don't know everything that you talk about and why you're connected to it it kind of comes back to how you got inspired in the first place through your grandparents and your cultural heritage and all that stuff. Thanks for listening. You can catch us. Well, you're already listening to us, so you know where to catch us. <laughs> if you want to write tell to a us. Friend. Yeah, tell a friend. Write to us. Um, and especially if you want to get your hands on one of Caitlin's books, send a message to us. Send a message to Caitlin, and we will get one to ya. That's all. That's all for today. And that's the end of this chapter. Just, Just live, live off. off.